Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. Let's go back in history to see where and when witchcraft began. Alright, so before I talk about the history of witchcraft and the most powerful witches in history. And we will talk a little bit about the origins of Halloween and Samhain. But we just had Maybone, also known as the Autumn Equinox. And um, we didn't really do much that day, but the next day um, I had lit a pumpkin candle, a pumpkin scented candle on my altar and I decorated it with some fall leaves and um, we also made an, an, a butternut squash soup and banana bread. So yep we did that and um, yeah it was pretty fun and oh my goodness the soup was delicious and the banana bread of course was delicious so yeah it was really good and um i am so excited that it's fall because this is my favorite season this is my absolute favorite time of year and as i'm recording this it is october 1st it is october and i'm so excited because this is my favorite month um because it you know I'm excited about hoodie weather and love snuggling up in my hoodie, especially the mornings have been a little cool around here in New England. And um, so, you know, wearing the hoodie in the morning has made me feel all kind of cozy and, you know, give me that warm, fuzzy feeling and um, seeing pumpkins all around everywhere. And don't even get me started with pumpkin spice. I am a huge pumpkin spice person. I love pumpkin flavored everything. Well, except coffee, because I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, I know a lot of you are probably coffee drinkers. I know there's a lot of people in my life that drink coffee. I tried coffee several times throughout my life, um, and I just couldn't acquire a taste for it I don't know I don't know what it is anything coffee flavored just I don't know it just doesn't sit right with me so you know that's that um but yeah anything else any you know like when I go to Dunkin Donuts I like to get the um my favorite drink there is the iced chai latte because it's a chai tea and I get it with almond milk so it doesn't upset my stomach um, not really sure if I'm lactose intolerant or not, but sometimes milk really, you know, if I have too much of it, 
milk flavored milk based products um it does tend to upset my stomach and um sometimes it doesn't so I don't know what the issue is but um yeah and you know so I get up with the almond milk and of course at this time of year I get the pumpkin flavor in it so oh I just love the taste of that it just makes me so happy it really does um and I go crazy like my cabinet is full in my home you know of pumpkin stuff like in my fridge like as of right now because I get I, I do get different things but as of right now I have a couple of different pumpkin flavored cereals one of them's Cheerios and one of them is Special K both are so delicious but I think the Special K one is my favorite out of the two <clears throat> um I have oh pumpkin flavored yogurt from Chobani it is amazing if you like yogurt and you like pumpkin flavor I recommend trying that one because it is awesome I love it um and I mean I I oh I have pumpkin spice black tea um which is good and yeah I can just go on and on and on about stuff anything pumpkin flavor I just go crazy over I just love it so and I'm so excited about <clears throat> this week because this coming week because in my classroom our theme this week is pumpkins so we're going to be doing a lot with pumpkins we're going to explore the inside of a pumpkin you know take out all the goo and the seeds and play with it um which the kids just love to do and I love to do it too um and we'll make pumpkin pie a no bake I have a no bake pumpkin pie recipe so we'll do that with the kids um so a nice easy type of thing um and don't mind me I'm gonna be sniffling a few times because I woke up this morning and I'm all sniffly and everything and I believe I have pink eye in my left eye because um I, my eye was super watery all day yesterday and when I woke up this morning it was all crusted over and it's so red and I'm actually having a little bit of difficulty seeing through this eye right now because it's not I can't open it all the way um so I at first I was like I knew I, I had already planned on recording this this episode today um as I'm recording this um, but when I woke up, I was like, how am I going to be able to see my script? Cause I, you know, I write myself a little script so I don't forget any, you know, anything important that I want to tell you guys. So, <laughs> um, I was like, how am I going to see this? Because, you know, it's hard for me to see out of that eye. So I'm going to do my best and see how this goes. So hopefully, you know, we'll get through it. But, um, oh, another thing that I'm so that I've been so excited about every October, pretty much every weekend, except for the the night we have our Halloween party, um, which will be the 21st, I believe we're having a Halloween party. And my daughter, Darcy, and I are hosting it. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> we like to go to the, um, you know, the haunted events where you go through like the haunted houses and you know all that kind of stuff so 
this past weekend, this past Friday night, we went to this place called Fright Kingdom. And it was me and Chris, um, our friends, Stephen Shannon, and my daughter, Julia, and her boyfriend, Matt. And we had such a blast. Oh, my goodness. This was the first time that any of us, except for our friends, had been to this place. Um, so we didn't really know what to expect. And luckily, I usually like the outdoor events, but luckily this was all inside because it was pouring rain that night. <laughs> so we actually got kind of wet um, from walking to the faraway parking lot to the building, but that's okay. It was it was fine. Um, but anyway, they it's all inside and they have different sections to go through. And uh, it was so crazy. I mean, I love getting scared and I'll like, I'll like scream even if I don't get scared. You know, even if something doesn't really scare me, I still kind of yell and scream and, you know, it's just fun for me. Um, but there has been, there was a couple of times that I jumped because I was surprised and, um, you know, so it was a lot of fun. And there was this one part where it was complete darkness, like no light at all. And we were all holding hands, walking in a single file line. And suddenly we came across, it was like you could feel this soft stuff all around you. And I'm like, what in the world is this? And it kept getting smaller and smaller. You actually had to squeeze through it. And I kind of started panicking a little bit because I'm like, oh my goodness, what if I get stuck in this thing? What I can't even see what it is that I'm going through. It was crazy. And we and we we jokingly re refer to it as going through the birth canal. <laughs> so it <laughs> we oh my goodness, it was it was so much fun. And when we got through it, we were just dying laughing. We're like, what in the world was that? So yeah, it was it was nice. So, yeah, do you guys like going through things like that? Do you like being scared? I just love it. I don't know what it is, you know, and watching the watching the scary movies. You know, I try to watch as many horror movies. Um, You know, I actually started a couple of weeks ago, to be honest. But I actually like to start, I like to watch as many horror movies as I can um, up until Halloween, Samhain, you know. I mean, I could watch horror movies any time of the year because I love horror movies. But, and we did an episode of horror movies. You know, I had my daughter Darcy um, as a guest on one time. I think it was in season two. Anyway, you'll have to go back and check that out. Um, we just have a discussion about our favorite horror movies. And it's a really cool episode. So you might want to check that out. Anyway, um... As I'm babbling on and on and on, I'm trying to think about what else I want to talk about. I think that's about it. I'm just loving this time of year and I cannot wait till Samhain. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's amazing. So anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the first well-known witches of the world and how powerful they were. 
So the Witch of Endor was the first known witch to be recorded, and it was in the Hebrew Bible. It was known that Saul, the king of Israel, protected her out of sorcery and asked her to read his future. This was around um, in around 931 BC. I think that's what I have written there. Yep. Witch hunts became common in the 1400s in Europe when many women confessed to practice in magic through torture. Many people assumed that these women were consorting with the devil, which was usually not the case. Back then, witchcraft was seen as evil doings, and the punishments for practicing witchcraft was burning at the stake, hanged, stoned, or even crushed. Move ahead to the 1600s, and we had the Salem Witch Trials, where women were hanged after being accused of being witches. Some were men as well. And I have a whole episode on the witch trials in season two, so you might also want to check that out as well. So let's move on to the main segment and talk about some of the world's most powerful witches in history. Before moving on, I want to give credit to a book I recently purchased and read titled History's Most Powerful Witches by Desmond Wilde. This book is just over 100 pages long and it briefly describes the life of 10 women who practice the craft and a spell to go along with each of them. So I will introduce the women and give brief descriptions on how they were known. I won't read the spells though because I really don't want to take over the author's limelight, so to speak. Um, so, because if you're interested in this book, you know, I want the author to get credit for that if you purchase the book and all that kind of good stuff. But I will go in the order of the book since she sets them up regarding their timeline and their importance. And I also want to note that some of these descriptions can be upsetting as as we modern witches today don't like to think about witches being tortured or, you know, for practicing so-called evil magic. But it is a part of history and it's important to know. Plus, it shows you how far we have come since then. And we will talk more about that afterwards. For now, here are the powerful women from Wilde's book. In ancient Greece, a woman named Medea was the most famous witch and the most powerful. She was the daughter of a king and the niece of a witch. She mastered the arts of potions and spells. Medea fell in love with a man named Jason, who relied on her witchcraft to complete life-threatening tasks. Medea eventually plotted evil in order to get Jason crowned as king. They ended up having a family, but then Jason fell in love with another woman, which angered Medea. She killed his new love and their children. She has also used her powers to deceive and encourage others to carry out horrific deeds. <clears throat> Agnes Sampson, living in a small town in Scotland, was known to the locals as a healer. She was also a midwife. During the worldwide witch trials in the 1500s, 
she was taken to the dungeons and tortured. One of the devices used on her was called a witch's bridle. This was something that was worn on the head with spikes that pressed on the tongue and cheeks. Agnes also had a rope around her neck. She eventually confessed to 563 counts of witchcraft and she was burned at the stake. Alice Kiteller, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, so I apologize for that, was born in 1280 in Ireland. She became very wealthy through her family's inheritance. She was married four times, and it was believed that she killed all her husbands. It was said that she used poison along with sorcery. People have also said that she used dark magic and sacrificed animals. A servant in Alice's household took the blame for her crimes, so she pretty much got away unscathed, at, at least at that time. Marie Laveau is known as the Queen of Voodoo. Her father, Charles, was one of a few that was elected mayor of the city. Many people assume that Marie got started in Voodoo was the reason why she got started was to bring her late husband back from the dead. Since Marie was estranged from her family, she used voodoo as a way to raise money for her and her daughter. She became very well known as the most powerful witch in North America. Her familiar was her pet snake named Zombie, which makes sense since voodoo, at least back then, was mainly the art of reviving the dead. There are plenty of haunted places to visit in New Orleans, and her gravesite is one of the most popular. I've never visited it, but I would love to visit it one day. Murga Bian was accused of killing her two previous husbands in order to claim their inheritance. She was tortured until she admitted being involved in the dark arts. She was also accused of having sex with the devil, resulting in her pregnancy. She was burned at the stake, killing her and her unborn child. Agnes Waterhouse was the first woman in England who was executed for the crime of witchcraft, and this was in the 16th century. Queen Elizabeth I had changed the laws about religion, and one of the laws made it illegal to invoke evil spirits. Agnes, along with her daughter and another woman, were caught practicing magic in the tiny village of Hadfield Peveril. It was said that they had a white cat who could talk and transform into other animals. Agnes confessed to using magic to cast spells that resulted in death. Before she was hanged, Agnes admitted to being a witch and carrying out abominable deeds. Mainland Matt's daughter was a poor old widow who made little money as a midwife, at least that's what some people think. Her daughters alerted the authorities that she was stealing children to sacrifice them to the devil. She denied these claims, and when it was time for her execution, she went willingly and seemed to be in no pain while being burned, which made the people of her town believe that she, that she was, it was due to her witchcraft. Ursula Southiel, also known as Mother Shipton, was born in Yorkshire, England. 
She was very good with divination and was able to predict the future. She lived as a hermit in a cave. However, the locals found her to be very useful and they welcomed her knowledge. It's nice to know that even back then, some people were positive about witches and magic. Joan White is known as being the fairy fighting woman of Bodmin. She had a reputation of being clairvoyant. She also practiced sympathetic magic by taking thin strips of cloth called cluties from the ill and tying the cloth around a tree dispelling the negative emotions and evils as it rots. This would be, this would get the patient better. Eventually, she'd get into a lot of fights and was sent to jail where she passed away. And the last witch in the book is Rosaline Norton. She was born during a thunderstorm in Australia, October 2, 1917. When she was a child, she knew she was different. She described her childhood as wearisome and detestable. She had a habit of drawing vampires and demons and later on published books with her art. She became a writer of horror stories, which were published in her local newspaper. When she was living on her own, she took up reading books on demonology and the occult. She dubbed herself a pagan witch, although others saw her as a Satanist. After her passing, many people started to embrace neo-paganism and her writings and art have been selling in auctions. So that's it. Those are the witches from the book that I read. And it's nice to know that these days, magic and witchcraft are widely accepted and people now know that Satanism is a totally different practice. Are there witches out there who dabble in evil? Sure. That's not the norm, though. And that kind of thing happens in all religions, right? Pagans and Wiccans generally worship nature and the elements and practice positive magic. The world is our temple. All right. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about the origins of Halloween. The Celtic New Year, also known as Samhain and the Day of the Dead, is the night where the veil between worlds is the thinnest. Spirits can easily cross over to our realm as we can easily sense theirs. Turnips were carved into jack-o'-lanterns and lit with a candle inside to ward off the evil spirits. People would also wear costumes for this purpose. I believe that the Celtic people left offerings for the spirits passing through. Bonfires were lit to light the way for spirits crossing over. Samhain marks the end of the harvest season and is also known as the Witch's New Year. This is a time for reflection, transformation, and honoring those who have passed on. Today, Halloween is a time to wear costumes, go trick-or-treating, have parties, carve jack-o'-lanterns, and watch scary movies. Whereas Samhain is actually celebrated from October 31 to November 1st, and we light candles with ceremony, 
We light bonfires and honor and communicate with the dead. It's more spiritual. You know, salmon is more spiritual than Halloween. Just so you know, I do celebrate both Halloween and salmon. So, you know, I light candles on my altar. You know, I'll say a little blessing. Um, sometimes I'll do, sometimes I'll do more a more in depth ritual. Sometimes it's just simply lighting candles and thinking about my loved ones who have passed on and maybe ancestors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then Halloween, you know, I go trick or treating with my grandkids. We have our yearly Halloween party, which we don't do it on Halloween night, of course, but. You know, um, I kind of celebrate Halloween and Samhain all month long, honestly. I wear a lot of Halloween clothes, um, shirts, socks. I've got stuff from my hair, earrings, you know, the whole bit. I really go all out. Decorations, um, everything. Oh my goodness, just everything. I'll have a class party with my in my school, you know, different things like that. So, <clears throat> why... Other colors of Halloween, black and orange. Well, black represented death, while orange represented the autumn season, right? And oh, I don't know if you heard that, but my stomach just growled. <laughs> anyway, so ways that you can celebrate Samhain, and I just talked about it a little bit, what I do, is to decorate your altar with autumn decor, if you haven't done so already. Add pictures of loved ones who have passed on and place offerings for spirits passing by. Carve jack-o'-lanterns, have a feast, have a bonfire, dress up, take your kids trick-or-treating. And my kids are all grown, so like I said, I go trick-or-treating with my grandkids. Light candles, decorate your home, watch scary movies, and much, much more. You could tell that I just love this time of year. Oh my goodness, especially I just went on and on about it at the beginning. It is my favorite time of year. I love when pumpkin season starts. I go pumpkin crazy. I told you all about that. Um, it is a great indicator that fall in Samhain slash Halloween is just around the corner. And it is, oh my goodness, I just love it. And I do get a little bit sad when it's done. But anyway... All right, so that's it for now on all of that. So now I have oracle cards. I want to draw a card for you. And I'm drawing out of my dragon oracle deck, which I don't think I've drawn from this for you guys in a while. So actually, I haven't even done these for myself in a while. So we'll see the outcome. And I'm hoping that we get something that kind of like represents what we've been talking about. Ooh, and the card just jumped out at me. Actually, two cards just jumped out at me, so we'll see what these mean. Let's see, all right. Um, and this book that comes with it is small. So I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to um, see it good with my bad eye. So the first card that dropped out was the water dragon. And this card, um, it says, helps you flow easily around obstacles. And it's about, the this. I'll, I'll read the card description. 
Fourth dimensional wadded dragons are a soft green color and very beautiful. They undulate with the flow around them and help everything to move forward with grace and tranquility. Their service work is to maintain the, the constant movement of Christ light in the waters of our planet. They also help us develop our psychic abilities and intuition. All right, so the guidance in it says, the message the elemental water dragons are bringing you is to flow around your challenges with loving intent. If you ask them, they will help you look for an easy way to, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to see these words, circumnavigate your challenges and to deal with people lovingly. To enable this to happen, they will help you to develop your intuition and psychic abilities by touching your third eye and allowing the petals of your psychic center to open. When you listen to your inner wisdom and trust that the water dragons will guide you, the course of your life will run through smoothly. And then to cleanse the cells of your body, for this will enable you to shine your light even more brightly. Then your guidance is to relax so that they can access your energy fields and pour the golden Christ light of pure unconditional love into them. Consciously absorb this golden Christ light and flow with it. This will bring you love, wisdom, and healing and enable you to travel effortlessly on your ascension path. It will also allow you to direct and help others with calm and integrity. All right. Um, the other card that jumped out. <laughs> Let's see if I can find the page for it before I tell you what it is. All right. The other one is the Alpha Dragon, which harnesses the divine masculine power of creation. <clears throat> and what it's about, these incredible galactic dragons carry Archangel Metatron's highest light. They helped us, they helped to create the universe that we live in and continue to breathe the yang energy of manifestation into our world. I'm having trouble seeing these words with my bad eye. <laughs> because they have the power of physical manifestation, they work with our thoughts when we or the collective mind of humanity are ready to bring something into creation. These are enormous and powerful dragons. They only work for the highest good. As they can build, they can also destroy. They are entering our world now at the end of the old era and the start of the new to facilitate the destruction of that which no longer serves our planet and the construction of a new world at a much higher frequency. And the guidance here says, Alpha dragons are bringing you a very special message. You are being called to demonstrate creative forces in your current project or experience. So ask these magnificent beings to assist you and know that their masculine energy will empower and strengthen you, strengthen you as you visualize what you want to build. You can also ask these dragons to support you in constructing our new fifth dimensional world as you hold the vision of the new golden age. They could take your pictures and breathe life into them. This is a card of raw power and creation, 
So ensure your intentions are pure. And I'm not sure about you, but I feel that that kind of had a message to what we've been talking about a little bit. All right, so now the Everyday Spells cards. <clears throat> and this one is for problem solving. You'll need two blue candles. That's it. This spell is useful if you need help solving a problem or a strength to get through a difficult situation. <laughs> it's hard for me to, these words are a little bit bigger than that dragon book, but it's still hard for me to see. This spell works well on a Thursday evening. Light the candles and chant the following four times whilst the candle burns. Fear and doubt be gone. I have the strength to break free. I have the wisdom and courage to grow. Inner guide, I call upon you to hear my truth. Blessed be. And as usual, I will post that on the Facebook group. And um, I have to make sure I'm up to date on the pictures for those. And I, I do have an album in the Facebook group um, with the Everyday Spells cards. All right. Okay, everyone. I hope that you have a great Samhain, a great Halloween. Keep up with your traditions, maybe develop new traditions. All right, guys. Until next time, keep being magical. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week, so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.